You're going to find that many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view. You're listening to SWOTOR Reforged. Swoto Reforged is brought to you by TweakedAudio.com, affordable earbuds for your smartphone or MP3 device, engineered for awesome sound clarity and durability, starting at $19.95. Choose from four styles and six different colors. Use the code off the record for 30% off, free shipping, and a lifetime warranty, all at TweakedAudio.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone. You have tuned in to SWOTOR Reforged. Welcome aboard the ship once again. I am your your pilot, <laughs> Jedi Master Evarwin. Today's record date is Monday, October 22nd, and my two esteemed co-pilots are here with me, Fred Woodley and Lewis, the Lore Master Olan. What's going on, guys? That's right. I'm here to be the most important person on the ship again. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm just trying to punch in these coordinates into Navi computer, and it's just not working. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> fist back. Strike console. I think that'll work. That's gonna work. That, that'll work. That'll <laughs> do it. Uh, we're also joined by Q2F3 and Bodar as well. What's going on, guys? <laughs> I don't know why Shut you're up, robot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that we weren't around last week, everyone, um, but uh, apparently uh, real life has, has stolen us away from our ship. Um, but we've recently landed on Endor, and, uh, and and Fred, you've managed to scoop up a little friend there, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, got yourself a little... Yes, uh, and if he keeps speaking to me in that manner, he's going to be in the pile with the rest of them. Oh. So soon? <laughs> well, you know, with my heart of ice, I have to kill little tiny Jawas and lay on their little corpses to keep you myself warm at night. <laughs> I really don't... Okay, all right, can you just shut that guy up for a second? <laughs> See, you set him off. <laughs> this is what you get when you set them off like that. Come so on now. We, so we, we landed here on Endor, and all of a sudden it was like... Yeah, we're like, what, um... Where, what is, where is that coming from? And everyone's around, and what's with all these Ewoks? And then, like, one of them happened to, like, really get into Fred. What is an Ewok? It is an ugly Jawa without a hood. (laughs) (laughs) And and no ropes. (laughs) So, in any event, um, we're, we're hanging out on the... Oh boy! Oh, poor the- oh all right, all right. Oh, well, well, easy, fair. We just got get this overgrown rat away from me. <laughs> come here, little. Come here, little Ewok. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you go hang out with uh, Q two for a little bit? You're lucky that that filthy Jedi shows you compassion. <laughs> we got to get that that lightsaber yours tuned or something. It sounds odd. <laughs> It's because it hums with the dark side. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like it's it's dying from the dark side. Um, Would you like to join it? We we had we had like a <laughs> we had like a ridiculously busy week. So, um, as far as gameplay is concerned, we're we're a little we're a little strapped. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll get into mine a little bit later. But you know, Lou, I know uh, you you guys, Lou, you just came back from you had a thing with the military. <laughs> 
Yes. Yes, I had a thing with <laughs> you had a, you had a thing with the military. Uh Joe and I just got back from from um Baltimore uh with uh with Bethesda. We were at Bethesda Studios over the weekend, which is finally it's good to actually be able to say that uh, cuz we had to keep this this secret for probably about 2 months. <laughs> hush hush. Ready? Quiet. Yeah. And then poor Fred um work's been like, you know, stepping on your throat. Oh, well, week. one good thing came out of a Devar one. I had time to find Master Orgus's corpse and sever his head and put it in this jar for you. <laughs> oh, that's... Oh! Oh! oh. <laughs> no, seriously, Fred, come on. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, man. I'll put it on this nightstand in your quarters. Yeah, thank you very much. I, I would have... Not appreciate that. <laughs> Don't worry, it's in a preserve made of primarily of hut slime. It'll glow in the dark. That's gross. That's the grossest thing ever. You know, I don't even want to know how you got the hut slime, but you know, I, I, I digress. <laughs> he punched a hut in the nose. You don't remember that? <laughs> I try not to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying not to remember. So I got uh, I got my Aratech ice guys. Oh, nice! Yeah, That's, the feel tooling around, you know, with me. It's it's pretty it's pretty awesome. I was really really excited to to finally to finally get that. I worked pretty hard, and uh, yeah, I got it. But that was like I don't know, like a week ago at this point. This was definitely um, I think it was like last Sunday or something. Yeah, hey, but it is cool looking speeder though. Yeah, it is. I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, and you have to know, that, you know, Jedi chicks and, and especially Kira, they, they dig the attack. <laughs> Watch all the hate mail we get now for that. <laughs> it, it sounds like a special blend of spice. Can I ride on your attack, guys? Sure, hop on back. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a single seater, but we can make it work. <laughs> There's not enough room. Well, I guess you'll have to sit in the front. <laughs> Oh no, you're not going to make Jar Jar move, are you? Alright, so um how how did I how did I end up finally getting this thing? I, I finished up um I finished up all my flashpoints that I needed to get, and the final one was False Emperor. And what did you think of that? Amazing. Did you like that last fight? It I mean, was. I played that off the entire side, but then I, I, it's still an awesome fight. Just, just being able to, I honestly like. I thought the whole Darth Malgus thing, fighting Darth Malgus, was going to be like a raid at some at some expansion, you know, later on. Getting to fight Darth Mal, and I'm sure it'll it'll crop up because the way you you off him in quotes is is just like you know you can definitely bring him back at some point. Exactly, even with the the hope trailer. Before the game came out, remember, you know, Satil kicked his ass, and look what happens. Mm-hmm. Back. So, yeah, I think it'll be a nice tie-in. It's like, you know, you have to bring him back. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely sure that at some point, you know, he's he's going to be coming back. Um, but what a what a fight. What an epic fight that is, the the end of the False Emperor. Fred, have you, have you done False Emperor at all? No, it sounds like I'd be fighting one of my own. You would be fighting one of your own. Probably, yes, you probably best friend. <laughs> you, you, you basically, you basically end off, you know, fighting Darth Malgus, 
and uh the fight is is absolutely uh it's awesome um it's you're you're not it's not it's very busy but there's there's not a tremendous amount of like um add-ons that you have to you have to pull or or fight or anything it's nothing like that it's a it's a single as they call a single tank and spank is really what you have to do and um everyone else around you really just has to dps him down but be aware of all of the different various like boss mechanics that he has and if you don't do it a certain way you're going to get like vaulted off of the platform that you're fighting on so you got to be very very careful with with how you how you tank him and for me being a tank it the fight really centers on where the tank positions and and how you know he can get the aggro back and and so it's it's a very uh tank specific type of fight and being able to go toe to toe with Darth Malagus in this game for me was just a lot of fun and then um at some particular point you you bring him down to to a ledge and um you use these hand grenades that you pick up outside the instance and when the timing is right you use the hand grenade to you know blow him up in in a manner of speaking but he doesn't die from that. What he dies from is getting the explosion pushes him off of the ledge and he falls down into like, you know how like the emperor dies in, in uh, episode six, pretty much the same way. He just gets thrown down this, this long tube. <laughs> this, this oh so convenient power shaft. That yeah. How did this get here? How did this get oh, here? Well. <laughs> and why is that not covered? <laughs> no yeah, because everybody knows that's how the movie went. The Jedi pulled out a grenade and launched it at the Emperor, and he went flying down the grate. That didn't happen? I thought that happened. What kind of a <laughs> Jedi needs a grenade to defeat a Sith? <laughs> I don't a know. forward-thinking one. Exactly. <laughs> Weakness. Exactly. Well, in any event, the, the fight's a lot of fun, so I would definitely uh, check it out. Yeah, yeah, definitely, Fred. I mean, that fight, it, it, yes, you are fighting one of your own, but Man, it is too much fun. Absolutely. Um, so, okay, while, while we were away for our week, and again, I'm going to apologize once more um, that we were not here last week because it, it, it really stunk, um, to be honest. We were all ready to do the show, and, uh, you know, Fred uh, sent us a, a text message saying, you know, works works kind of, you know, being being heavy and he can't get away and it's they need a like three extra hours out of him and we're like ah god you know it's totally gonna kill the show and so it just it just didn't happen last week so i i do apologize plus all the all the stuff that joe and i had to do in order to prepare for our trip uh going down to to baltimore it was just one thing after another so we just said let's let's not do the show because fred's not going to be here number one Number two, um, I'm stressed, and we got to get all this stuff done. So it kind of worked its way to to the point where it was just we were so busy, it wasn't feasible. So I do apologize again for that. Um, what but, it all boils down to is that the ship can't go anywhere without me feeding these dead Jawas into the power core. <laughs> 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 and additionally, I just now got home from that night of work. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Shut yeah. Up, Fred, uh, Fred had another another bad night, I think. <laughs> 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 but 
but that uh, that does not mean that we did not have our our ear to the to the tour news, and uh, we most assuredly have seen the free to play table pop up. Yes, we have. Yeah, without without a doubt, this did not escape our attention. Um, does everyone have the the free to play table up on their their hollow net their hollow recording? Yes, what the game's going free to play? Yeah. <laughs> No one told me this. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about let's talk a little bit about some of these features. Um, this there's a table up. If you haven't seen it yet, okay, there's a table up on on spotor.com forward slash free. And what they're they're detailing out here is what game features subscription players will have access to, and what what free to play players will will have full access or limited access to so um in short the subscriptions get all of all of the features as as you would expect um but the free-to-play players have have limited access what what really kind of like is surprising is some of the features that they are in fact limiting this is one of the things that that really kind of grabbed us and um we're not sure if we like some of these things. In fact, I'll I'll come right out and say like the um, there's a couple of things here I definitely think are a mistake, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, Fred, you have this thing up in front of you right now? Oh, I do. Okay, all right. Um, let's start let's start pointing at some of these things, and uh, we'll start. I, go ahead, Fred. I would like the death one to be reversed. As a subscriber, I should have limited access to dying. And free-to-play people should have full access to dying. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> let's let yeah let's let's start with that because this is one of the things I kind of um I kind of scratch my head over. All right, so let's I'm gonna go down the the the, the features real quick. All right, the features they're talking about are story content, character creation choices, operations, war zones, flashpoints, space missions, the cargo hold, inventory, crew skills, quick travel. The emergency fleet pass, <laughs> death, <laughs> game login, and item equipping. All right. Not that you need to all remember all of this in your head, but just so we have a summary of, you know, what this table indicates. We're just going to throw it out there real quick for you. I'll take death for 500, Evarwin. And Sith Lord Korv has chosen death for 500. So, all right. The whole death thing, right? Apparently, when you're when you're subscribed to this game, you have full access to death. <laughs> now, if this is referring to the death of others, I'm all for this. <laughs> In what context are we talking? It, it uh, it's kind of it's kind of goofy the way it reads off, but um, but when you when you mouse over to the to the item, okay, you, you find out that you can. As a, as a subscribed player, okay, nothing changes in regards to the death system. You can revive at the nearest medical center or in the field with a cooldown. That's it. So basically what you're doing now, you're gonna, it's gonna continue. But for the free-to-play people, okay, you, you can revive at the nearest medical center for a total of five times in the field. So you, you die five times, and that's it. All right. Um, after that, you have to unlock additional field revives with cartel coins. So, 
Lou, you want to explain some of this a little bit? Yes, yes. Go um, ahead. Essentially what it boils down to is that if you're a free-to-play player, um, your only option is going to be the nearest med center because after five times dying in the field, you know you only have five chances, five opportunities to use that uh, infield revival tool. Other than that, if you just started your gameplay for that day, for that first hour, you unfortunately died five times, well, that's it. <laughs> you're done for the day. You have to. You have no choice but to hit the nearest medical center. And sometimes, well, as we I, all I don't know, know. Lou. It's not saying that it's a daily reset. It's saying five times and then it's gone. In the field. Yeah. Yeah. So I think after you die five times, you know, the next day you're not having any more charges unless you buy them. Well, that's speculation. Right. Let's let's not. This is already negative. You know, enough. Let's not. You know, speculate things that that could make this you know worse than it is, and, and or better than it is. Let's just right. let's just be a little careful with with how with how we treat this because there is more information coming, and you know, yeah, it may change. You know, yeah, we don't want to we don't want to make a mistake regarding this stuff because this as the way it's it's already sensitive enough as as it's written. So <laughs> what, I'll, what I'll do is you know I'll just give them all right. This is exactly what's going to happen if you're a free to play player. And you die, okay? This mm-hmm. is coming from the site as of today, 22nd of October. Revive at the nearest med center or a total of five times in the field. You unlock additional field revives with cartel coins. So if you die five times in the field, that's it. You have no choice but go to the nearest med center. Right. And as we all know, some of these zones are pretty freaking huge. So that's going to be quite a run or quite a speeder trip back to where you were originally. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're a free to play player, you get used to walking. Um, all right. So the one thing that I do kind of think is, is kind of where it should be with this is the cargo hold. Okay. Um, you can, as a regular subscription player, okay. Purchase more cargo space with either in-game credits or cartel coins. Okay, fine. Great. Um, free to play players. All right. They, they gain and expand the cargo hold with cartel coins. So they don't, they don't have access to, to, um, purchasing, Actually, no. That I don't like that either. Now that I think of it, you should, whether you're free to play or a subscription or not, you should be able to buy extra space in your cargo hold with in-game credits, not just with cartel coins. That doesn't make any sense either. Well, they haven't announced yet, but usually free-to-play games have some type of a currency cap, and it's not on this chart. But I assume there probably will be one when it comes out. So mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't be able to build up enough credits to actually unlock the later. Tabs. Oh, maybe, maybe. Hmm. But yeah, that's the best thing to, uh, I guess, watch then. Yeah, it is. See how um, it develops. Let's let's take this stuff from the top here as well. Okay, uh, the ability to okay preferred status, making a purchase will unlock access to the following features. All right, you'll get the ability to run faster, sprint starting at level one, cargo hold access. All right, you get your bank slots at a and higher login queue priority. And increased access to chat and secure trading. All right, that's the the preferred status, and I I, I think that's that's going to be basically your your subscription players. Mm-hmm. So they're going to keep that as well. It looks like if you're free to play, you're not going to get those items either. Right. From what I've read, well, you get them if you buy anything. 
See, it says that at the top in the white preferred status, making a purchase will unlock access to the following features. So as soon as they buy anything in the cartel shop, they'll get those three things. Yeah, but that's kind of confusing because it doesn't. Why would they do that? Well, Lotro does the same thing. Do they? You, yeah, you become a premium member once you buy something out of the store. So once then, you once you buy well, one thing out of the store one time, you have access to to these three things, and that's it. Yeah, they do that so like the people that are selling currency for the game can't just come in on a free account and do their business. You have to actually give the company some money to have that account to where you can talk and trade chat and all that. Oh, okay. All right, now that makes sense. Thank you for explaining that to me. <laughs> oh. um, let's see. Story content um, is, is basically what you would expect. All players uh, both have full access to it. So they're giving you the story content completely for free. Um, space missions. This this really stuck out in my head. <laughs> space missions you got full access to if you're, if you're a subscription, okay? But if you're free to play, you guys see this? Three space yes. missions a week... Or purchase weekly, a weekly pass to unlock this restriction. So they're limiting the space missions. Fred, what do you what do you think about that? I'm gonna you're you're free to play guy, and uh, I'm limiting your space missions. How do you feel? Well, honestly, I, I really wouldn't mind it because I've I've done Lotro as free to play, and I've never been a subscriber in Lotro. Mm-hmm. And there's certain things like that where if I want to do them, I have to buy access to them. And I figured the company has to make money off of me somehow. Because if they give me too much for free, I'm just going to come in and play their game for free and never give them a penny. Right. But the thing is, is that the space missions are not an overly popular feature in the game. <laughs> Why would you limit something that's not so overly popular to people that have free access to the game. I would think that on top of your story content, you would want to give them full access to this as well so they can they can get into it and and play it a little bit and say, "Oh, look, you know, this is this is kind of cool too." Um, three space missions a week. What is that going to do? I don't feel the three is sufficient. I think three space missions a day might be better. But to make that a weekly restriction, that's terrible because you can't even do all your space dailies in one day with three. I, yeah, I, I yeah. don't. Yeah, like Lou. I mean, don't you think that it, people are going to look at this? They're free to play players. They're they want to get. They're interested in the game. They want to play the game. They say, "Oh, cool, space missions," and then they see three three per week. They they do one or two of these things, and and then don't you think they're going to say like this is not worth, um, you know, purchasing. The, it the, is. I, don't, I just don't think it's going to be worth it. No, I, 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 you know, for me, I'm a big uh, flight sim player, so I've always liked, you know, I love flying the flying games, you know. Yeah. Uh, not flight simulator, but you know, stuff like the old X-wing Tie Fighter games, okay, the old uh, World War II flyers, flyers, and, and this is something where, for me personally, you know, space flight in, in Star Wars is integral. You know, it, it's a part of. It's part of the genre. It's part of the game. Yeah. Part of the universe. Star Wars. You know, you're on the ground being a Jedi or a Sith, but you're also a badass pilot doing things as well. And I think this will be a big turnoff. And I think I hope they fix that because making a weekly pass where you have to now, I guess, 
really, you know, think through your head, like, all right, do I really want to blow all my Carousel coins for a weekly pass and spaceflight, or do I want to go for the inventory access? Wow. Because, you know, space can be, you know, can be a lot of fun. Yeah. It would be better if they offered some type of way to permanently unlock space combat with cartel coins. Because Lotro does that with a lot of things. Like, you buy it one time, and then it's just yours. That I would see as a much better way to go. Yeah. Right. Or or maybe, you know, yeah, give them unlimited access to space, but you know what? Uh, restrict as to the kind of gear they can, you know, the upgrades they can get on their ship because yeah. they're a free-to-play player. What about like a like a, a pay a pay permission, you know, um, and then you have it unlocked for, you know, forever. Uh, you know, I really like this one space mission. I tried it out. I get, I get three per week. I try this one out. I really enjoy it. I want to unlock it forever. I don't think that would work because a lot of the space missions right now are just copies of other space missions with different names. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That that might yeah. So that that well, you know, there are oh, well, you know that, that might work though if they had if they tiered the space missions just like the flashpoints and the operations. There's a normal story mode, okay, or you know, or normal. There's a hard mode and a nightmare mode. Hmm. And if they tiered it like that, I think that would make it. Uh, Maybe financially feasible for them to put yeah, in a cartel coin. That's a, you know? yeah, it's a good idea, Lou. You got a good idea there. Um, all right, let's move on to item equipping because you know, Lou, when you sh- when you pointed this one out to me, I kind of I had a, an adverse effect to it, and then yes, now yes, you now did. that yeah, I did. But now that I'm looking at it, it actually makes sense. Um, and I'm I'm actually kind of on I'm I'm actually on board with this. Um, so item equipping. All right, uh, full access players, subscription players. Okay, you can equip all purple items. In the game. Alright. Free-to-play players cannot equip most purple items unless a license is purchased from the cartel market. So, the reason why um, I'm kind of on board with that is because I'm thinking about the rating function. That's what I'm thinking about. If you want to raid in the game and you're free-to-play, they require you to purchase it so the the operations up here it says you get a weekly pass to unlock operation access is required so you got to get you got to buy a weekly pass to unlock an operation if you want to if you want to you know if you're going to do that then you need to you know wear the gear that you're going to get so they're they're also additionally requiring that that you purchase an additional license in order to to get that to get that item and to wear the item, that's awful. <laughs> that is absolutely awful. So it's it's making you decide if you're going to play this game for free or get the subscription and be a raider. Which I'm kind of on board with. I would rather know that the people that I'm I'm raiding with have a subscription to the game because these people are committed to the game and therefore you know, willing to do all that is necessary within the raid. It's a kind of, it enters like a higher level of of a commitment sort of thing. And they're, they're ready to go for, for, for raiding. And exactly. They're not just going to be, you know, on, on a fly or on a whim type thing. Right. Um, I don't know if I explained myself correctly and, and I'm, I'm open being told I'm an idiot. So go ahead, Fred. (laughs) Tell me, tell me why I'm wrong and why I'm right. 
Well, honestly, I would say they've copied one of the worst possible free-to-play models that they could have when they decided to do this. Mm-hmm. Because this is basically the free-to-play system that EverQuest 2 uses. Okay. Where you have to buy a special item to be able to equip gear that is of a certain grade or better. And when they just say purple, you know, there's more than one kind of purple gear in this game. So this could be, you know, you're level 10 and a purple item drops for you and you can't put it on. Yeah. As a, as a subscription raider, I can see, or as a person who will eventually become, you know, a, a raider, I can see the benefit to this. Um, there is no benefit if you're free to play. I, I don't know why anyone would do this if they're a free to play player. I don't, I don't know why you would do that. It's, you're spending way too much money to have access to things that you've worked really hard for <laughs> and, and right. you're not guaranteed. So from that end of it, it's, it's terrible. And I don't see anyone free to play, you know, anyone who's, who's doing the, who's playing, who's uh, playing this game for free would actually do that. Well, I can also see it as another control against the so-called gold and credit farmers, because, you know, in other free to game play, free to play games I have played, where they have access to all that stuff and they can literally choke a game's economy because they have access to all those weapons, that armor, those upgrades for practically nothing. Okay, and in essence, you know, get players to pay for their services and, and cheapen the game. Yeah. So for one, you know, the fact that free-to-play players cannot equip, you know, this sort of equipment or this sort of gear without buying that, you know, that special license, and I'm sure it's going to cost quite a bit if it's in cartel coins, you know, to as control measure, you know, it, it's going to allow them to say, hey, you know what, if you really want to do operations, you know, subscribe because they get the full benefit of it anyway. I mean, you, I this think, is like you hit twice. I think access um, operation to pay again to actually be able to wear the gear you get from it. Yeah, I think this this entire thing is is absolutely um, obvious. It's obviously built to to force you to get the subscription model. That's what this is for. They're, they're opening up the, the, um, the story content and they're saying, you know, we're going to get you in here to play the story. Once, once we, once we get you with the story, you're going to want to play more Then you know, you, you have to, you got to foot the bill a little bit or, or get the subscription. You'll have full access to everything. Right. You know, some of these things like, you know, I, I, I think is a complete mistake. I think you're going to, the way this is structured, in my opinion, I think some of these things you can, you can get the same, you can have the same effect happen without this actually occurring. Um, the death system I think is completely ridiculous. And, um, I, I, I don't know why, I don't know. I don't know why they have to be that way about it. You know, I mean, you're going to, you're going to charge people, <laughs> for, to, to res I mean who's you're just going to aggravate people to be honest with that with a feature like that you know the emergency fleet pass too is is, is another thing you have no access to the emergency fleet pass you have to purchase an, an, an authorization to unlock quick travel to the fleet that actually I agree with to be honest um, I don't I don't see that as, as something that, that should be given to people who are playing playing the game for free um, but the death system it's that that whole thing is is just annoying and i think you're going to i think people are going to get turned off 
personally, I think that they should give free-to-play people the death system that we have now, and then the subscriber death system should max out at five minutes instead of ten. Yeah, you know, right. there's, there's a lot of yeah. different ways they can go with this. Um, all right, listen, um, let's let's move on because you know, quite honestly, this is this is a little little annoying. Um, you guys, any? I mean, you know, you guys have any last words regarding regarding the uh, the table, uh, Lou? Yeah, um, you know, as we said, you know, this is as as of today, mm-hmm. right? The latest that they put up there, and. As we're all aware, it's free to play hasn't launched yet, and I'm sure things are going to change. You know, based on feedback from players, are obviously being very open <laughs> as to their opinions. Yeah, as to how this works, and uh, you know, I'm just gonna say let's wait and see to the impact as what this actually how this works on the game. Yeah, because you know, when it hits, you know, maybe subscribers will feel the need that to suit their styles or to suit their play play schedule. It might behoove them to switch to the free to play model. The other side of the coin too is is um you know the the cartel coins you know maybe for the cartel coins that you you do end up getting maybe the cost of this is not going to be astronomical. I, I don't see it going that way, but you know we'll we'll see. Uh, Fred, I'll give you the last word on on that table. I just think that the way that they structured this, at least in this iteration, mm-hmm. was really a mistake because it seems like they've copied Sony's method of doing free to play instead of doing turbines yeah yeah as it is right now the way I'm looking at that table um, I think we all kind of agree that this is this is a miss and um, I don't think this is a miss that that they really should be uh, they can really afford to take to be honest (laughs) you know uh, that's exactly what I was just thinking too. In a in a right. in a in a in a, uh, in a universe where we want to bring people into the game, I think you're going to bring a lot of people into the game. They're going to get their fingers into that free to play thing, and I think they're going to they're going to ask themselves, why would I spend money for that? And then it's going to turn them off. And I don't want to see potential players getting turned off because this is this is my favorite MMO right now. Right. I mean, it, you, you want games to give you the tease factor. You get the carrot and the stick. Say, all right, this is what you can get. It can be so much better if you subscribe. Yeah. This the way it goes. It's more like you get in there and they're gonna slap your hand away, <laughs> and that's gonna annoy people and take them off. I where it's like, your you know hand what? away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Free to play. Screw it. <laughs> all right. Not with these incentives. Well, you know, if we seem negative about this at all, it's because we care about this game, and you—they're really only gonna get one chance to launch a free to play model. Hmm. Well, people know people who. I mean, our listeners know we're fair. You know, we uh, we we see we see an issue and and we talk about it. Um, you know, we're not negative about the game. It's just this particular one, this one particular thing. It's it's uh, the way it's written on that table. Look, if there's if there's a a light at the end of the tunnel here, I'd love to see it. Um, but the way it's written on that table, it looks like a bit. It looks like a miss. And um, you know, I just wish it were not that way. But there's a there's a ton of other wonderful things in this game, and and I wanna I wanna start talking a little bit about that. Um, the uh, cartel coin ledger is is also something that popped up. Uh, we're gonna talk uh, a little bit about that, but Fred, I want to know about what you did this week in game. Oh well, this week I focused on my Jedi consular. Ooh, going to the light side, are we? <laughs> no, he's still an imperial race. Let's make no mistake, Jedi. Mm-hmm. 
Oh. oh okay. <laughs> I finished my chapter one of the class story. What do you think? And, well, it felt strong. It felt a lot like the Jedi Knight. It, it ended off in a strong way where, you know, you defeated the bad guy, which is what you expect. Mm-hmm. Now, before I got to that bad guy, let me say, I had a part of my class story on Alderaan where I had to talk to this hunter guy. And this hunter guy, he, for, first he says, okay, well, you know what? I'll only talk to people that are my equal. So I want you to fight these hounds. So he releases these hounds on me. So I kill the hounds. And then I talk to the guy again. Oh, no, well, those hounds were old and sickly, so you didn't really prove anything. He's like, so now I want you to fight these war droids, and if you defeat them, then I'll talk to you. Well, I told him before I fought the hounds that I was going to hold him at his word. So when he decided that he was going to laugh at me and point me at another objective, I cut him down with one swing of my lightsaber. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I sat there in real life going, yes, you were never my equal. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. So what else what else happened to you? I see you got your uh, your biochem here is nearing two hundred there, Fred. Yeah, I'm getting biochem up there and same with my uh bioanalysis and diplomacy. <laughs> which I'm gonna need diplomacy to get back those light side points when I'm cutting people down like that. I love his notes. Do you see do you see his notes over here, Louis? Killed a guy who lied I to me. Lied to me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I actually skipped two planets just because I'm sick of doing the content on those two Mm. being Tatooine and the second part of Alderaan. I only did about halfway through and then it was time to jet. Yeah. Sometimes you need a change. You know, I spent a tremendous amount of time on, on Tatooine. I liked it there. Well, I've cleared the whole planet on about four characters now and done it on both factions, so I was like, oh, I just want off of here. Yeah, so you're ready to move along. Move along, move along. It's like me and Balmora on the Imperial side. I just, I can't can't stand that planet. (laughs) Takes forever. Voss is my favorite planet, but it takes forever to get there. What's the deal with their eyes? Their eyes are so weird. What's going on with that? It's like the the prism eyes they've got on. Crystal lattice type eyes. That's kind of freaky it is i mean you know it's cool the the art direction on it's definitely cool but i was the first time i saw that you know months and months and months ago i was definitely taken back i was like whoa yes i was like what's what's up with that what's up with the mesh <laughs> what about when you Lou? <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't mean to to talk over uh, you there fred go ahead i was just gonna say when uh-huh. they look at you do you think it looks like a kaleidoscope to them yeah <laughs> <laughs> like a spider. <laughs> you start waving your hands from the eyes. Can you see this? Can you see this? Yeah. Can you see this? How many fingers am I holding up? Uh, just one. Do I have to count one in each eye? <laughs> so, so Lou, I see you. Uh, you're about to hit your the next stage on your Sentinel storyline. Yes, I'm actually up to the point where I am going to raid that uh, Sith. Base that's on there, or yeah, the the, the Sith that took over the Deathmark facility. I'm actually on that part right now. Okay. Yeah, I parked my character right outside the uh, the entrance because I had to real life took over, so like, oh, can't do it. Yeah. Well, it's nice. Um, it's nice to know that you were able to to at least you know come on with with a little bit, even though you had you know a really busy week and, and a busy weekend and all that. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, oh. I uh, played. Go ahead, Fred. Oh, I was just gonna say I forgot to mention I made my very first dark side character as well. Like all dark side. Yeah, pure dark side. I I made a Sith Marauder. How you like it? He's a Mary Allen, and I'm loving it. I'm cutting down people left and right. I don't just talk about it now. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living it, baby. I'm living, living the it. dream. Yeah, I was just going to say, Fred's living the dream. <laughs> the the Sith dream. <laughs> I don't even have to clean him up there. There we go. So, uh, so go ahead, Lou. I'm sorry. Oh, no. As I go more through, through Alderaan, and, you know, just so I, uh, I can just remind the, our audience that I've, you know, I've heavily focused on the Imperial side. So playing through Alderaan, I've always seen it from one faction only. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time I'm getting to see it from the Republic side. And I really do enjoy the little stuff, like the Killick backstory for Alderaan. Okay. For the Empire, okay, you see them as potential allies, as, you know, all right, potential allies, potential slave race to be used, for the Empire, yeah, that sort of thing. But seeing from the Republic side to where the, I'm not even going to say native Alderanians, because yeah, the humans are there, but if you really look into it, the Kilics were there first, okay? Humans were transplanted to Alderaan, you know, ages ago, okay, when the Kilics were there already. So think of it this way, okay? Um... The humans who eventually, you know, colonized the rest of Alderaan and now see the Kilix as, gosh, yeah, as bugs, as cockroaches to be squashed for an annoyance and a pest. Okay, and to see that from the Republic characters saying, well, they're just an annoying bug race. Okay, they're, they're, they're vicious creatures. They're not? <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, you know, and, and it's funny to see that because when you play on the Imperial side, you actually get to talk to the Kilix in depth or you talk to a joiner all right who actually belongs to an imperial diplomat as well but he still retains his uh his personality mm-hmm. so you get to hear more you get to see and learn more about the killix and realize yeah this is exactly what happened okay they were on alderaan ages and ages ago and all of a sudden out of nowhere you know here come this new race of people and as time wore on okay when the humans built up alderaan to what it is now and they've essentially exterminated the Killix on their own world, I should say, and now think that they're, you know, that they're the vermin. You know, and they have no right, you know, to be on Alderaan. You know, it's a human world. Like, well, but I was like, wow, I couldn't believe I was hearing this in the storyline. Hmm. I feel like, I feel like we're doing Lou's lore segment right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oops. It would be awesome (laughs) to have a Killix for a companion. You know, I thought about that when I first played there in my Sith Marauder months ago. You know, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> you know, but Vector's cool. He's a cool companion. I'll take that. We'll take him. Yeah, I'll take him. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if, if we had ants the size of Killix in real life, I wouldn't be trying to push them away from their territory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'd be like Starship Troopers, but for real. <laughs> <laughs> So, so uh, what else? What else you got for us this week, Will? Oh well, I went to the G- I went to the fleet, mm-hmm. which is a bad move because during prime time on the fleet, all those people, yeah, lag fest. Yeah, that'll <laughs> happen. So I was like, all right, let me get out of the fleet. Went to went to Coruscant instead, where it was a, lot, a little bit less, more manageable. 
and I had a slight problem. I, I bought a chess piece. Okay. On GTA, it was or you know an orange chess piece for my Sentinel, and for some reason, yeah, I I got the credit. You know, took my credits. However, something happened in the transition uh, when you receive it in the mail, and I got the email. Yet the item wasn't there, and I was like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" So you know, the item itself just didn't appear. Oh man, did you get it back from? Uh, not yet, not yet. I submitted a ticket last week, and, and I got the response. Yeah, they know they they've acknowledged the issue, but okay. I have yet to hear back from them. And sometime this week, I'm gonna have to follow up and say, "Hey, what's going on?" <laughs> I'd like that back. Yeah, yeah. Right, Before geez. I out level it. Well, no, it is an orange piece of gear, but still. How much you spend on it? That wasn't that much. Uh, maybe twelve thousand credits. Jeez, that's a. I mean, that's enough, though. I mean, 12,000 12, credits gone, and like you know, a week later, you still haven't heard back. That's that stinks. Yeah, that really does stink. It's a good so. thing he knows a rich Jedi master that can reimburse him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, let's let's uh let's let's chat a little bit about the uh the the rest of the stuff that we've got here for the show today. Um, Lou, what's going on with this cartel coin ledger? Um. I mean, what, what can you what can you tell me? What can you tell me about this? Well, a few days ago, uh, Bioware came out with the Cartel Coin Ledger, mm-hmm. and what it does is that when you log into the, or you go to the main Tour site, all right, and you log in, if you log onto your account there, mm-hmm. you go to the Mac My Account section. Once you log in, and you'll actually see a, a link there, and what's going to happen is that it'll bring up the Cartel Coin Ledger, and it will tell you. Or give you an estimate of the amount of cartel coins you'll be eligible for once free to play hits, based on your subscription and your time okay. within the game. Right. So that's just a little handy, you know. Hey, right. you know what? You've been, if you've been here since, like, you've been and I since, gosh, what, 13 December 2011. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is what you can get if free to play went live today or next week. This is what you what you're going to get. This okay. is your amount of coins. Well, that's pretty cool. At least, um, at least it's going to take the the question out of the head because depending on I'm, there's a lot of there's a lot of features that um you could possibly cash out on depending mm-hmm. on on um on your status in the game i mean the longevity counts um the kind of of game that you purchase whether it's the the uh collector's edition or not that counts um, you know, there was a couple of other things, uh, other factors I think thrown into there as well. I think one or maybe two others. I think whether if you had the game or if you got into like, not beta, but if you if you're one of like the Head Start guys, does, does yes. that yeah that counted as well? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot of different you know uh, variables out there that depend on exactly how many of these cartel coins you're going to get. Um. When uh, when free to play hits, so you know it's kind of confusing to be honest. I know I was kind of I was confused as well. And the the information is out there. You can you can you know add it up in your head, but you know um you know derp derp with math. <laughs> so this is this is a nice little feature. Yeah. Um, game update one point five is live on the PTS. We are aware that it's that it's out there. Um, sorry we weren't here last week to to mention it and bring it up. Um, but if you are looking to check out all the new stuff coming out for 1.5, it's up on the PTS. You have available to you, okay, a uh, new playable companion, your HK51. There you go. It's on the PTS. 
section X. All right, head to Bell Sabbath to discover this new daily hub and learn what you can to do to help some of the dread masters in their newest scheme. So section X on Bell Savas is part of the 1.5 update on the PTS. Also nightmare mode explosive conflict is there as well. So you can check all that out on the public test chart. If you're into that sort of thing, I am not. I like to wait until it's fully built and then give it to me. Bring it to me. <laughs> Hit me with it. Hit me with okay. it. <laughs> Fred, you into that sort of thing? You PTS guy? What do you do? You do that? Oh yeah. 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 I play PTS. It's a good thing, though, that Section X is on Belsavis and not Nar Shaddaa when you follow it up with if you're into that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> someone, might, someone might mistake that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, all right, so we got a couple of other features we just want to bring up real quick. Uh, uh, let's see. Bioware. Let's start off with this one. Bioware Austin wins a GDC Online Awards for 2012. In fact... In fact, they won a, a, quite a few of them. Um, best online game design, best online visual arts, best online technology, and best new online game. Goes to Bioware Austin for the GDC Awards for 2012. Congratulations. Congratulations, Bioware Austin. Yes, congratulations to them. And folks, this is the Game Developers Choice Online Awards, and this is a conference from within the industry itself, all right? So it's peers voting on peers. So it's other people who are in the same industry as Byron Austin saying, hey, and giving them their kudos. Yeah. It's not the fans. It's not PC Gamer. It's not, you know, Electronic Game Monthly. It's people working at Bethesda. People working at, you know, 2K 2K systems. So Yeah. Well, that's got to be nice. I mean, Bioware Austin's had a really rough year. They really have, you know, with with EA getting on them, the uh, the players getting on them. You know, you go through those forums. <laughs> I mean, they're just rife with just God. I mean, so we all know forums are forums, so you know that it is what it is. But you know, they've had a they've had a rough year, and it, I'm sure it feels nice for them to walk away with four four very nice awards from from uh, you know a, a a convention and award ceremony that really means something. You know, your peers from the industry giving you giving you it's nice. You know, I definitely agree with the three of them, but I'm a little confused about the online technology one. Because, um, you know, with as much criticism as they got for the engine and all the limitations they've had because of it, that one surprises me a little bit. That might be... You know what that might be over? Their, um, their mega server tech. That might be what did it. Because the mega server thing is... Um, that's definitely a, an industry movement. I could tell you that right now. The the MMO industry is next year is <laughs> it's gonna be apparent. Just like just like this time last year, we weren't a hundred percent sure if the industry is going to actually move to free to play, and now a year later it's like you know, it is. <laughs> um, this mega server technology thing, it's there the industry is gonna start moving toward it. You know, I could, I could definitely see that happening now that you mentioned that. Yeah, because I I know like a certain juggernaut game that's been having an issue with certain servers being dead for a long time now. It's a great way to avoid having to announce that you're actually closing servers because you can merge them into Omega servers and yeah get the positive PR. Well, when when uh, Joe and I sat down with uh, with Matt Fire um, over at 
over at Bethesda, uh, he he told us he said their ESO is coming out with with single server mega server technology. Like you are going to log into the game and you're going to hang out with your friends, and that's it doesn't matter where in the United States you are. Um, that sounds like the way the way Matt Fire described it to Joe and I. It just sounds like a win all around. And I told him flat out, I said that's. That's a phenomenal way of getting around a potential PR nightmare. And he looked yes. at me and smiled, and he's like, "That's one of the uh, one of the benefits." Oh, keep, keep talking about something Star Wars, Evarwin, before I start asking Elder Scrolls questions. <laughs> <laughs> for, for those for those of you out there, okay, who are who are, who are perking their ears up, okay, um, we've got all this information on our websites. If you want to go in and listen and check it out, we've got a new podcast up there for. For this, for the for the event that we went to um, this Thursday as well, so we got you covered on the Elder Scrolls stuff. Don't don't worry, it's it's available now, um, and it'll be you know there's going to be more information coming out on Thursday as well. So, oh, I was going to say, but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> no, it's just just in depth discussion. Um, A full editorial posted by Bodar and Wookie. <laughs> 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 and if you can read it. Wow, we'd like to hire because we can't read the damn thing he writes. <laughs> <laughs> um, We've been trying for years. So, so uh, developer blogs, right? Uh, Jesse Sky had his first developer blog launched uh, October 9th, twenty twelve, and uh, he is the lead Flashpoint and operation designer for Tor. So it's uh, it's definitely a, a good thing. It's a good read. It's out there. Check it out, Jesse Sky. There's more to come for that because it's only the first, <laughs> and they will bring up other programmers and devs of the game. That's right. Let's go on. Um, and Lou, why don't you grab these these other two here? These other two extraneous things that we just we got to mention because they're they're totally awesome. Yes, yes. Thank you. I was going to ask about that. See. My one of my personal favorites, the Swotor Encyclopedia, is now out in print. I remember the last time we aired, mm-hmm. we mentioned that it was in the works, but now is actually out there. It uh, came out a few days ago. It's called the Swotor Encyclopedia. It's from DK Publishing. And if you're a lore nut like myself, this thing goes into even more detail than ever before on the Old Republic era. Anything that's currently out there now on the Old Republic era, that timeline, this is it. This is one of the definitive books that actually compiles and expands into a lot of detail as to what is going on in the Old Republic world. Like, you know... When you go to the main website and you see the little blur about Korriban, about Tython, you can yeah. get that. Well, imagine you now you go to the Swordtrust Encyclopedia and now you've got like four or five. I'm just yeah, I haven't seen it yet. It's on the way though. <laughs> imagine <laughs> that seeing two, three pages worth of information on Tython. Yeah. yeah it's a beautiful looking book. It really is. Yes, indeed. And the next thing we just want to mention quickly, Razor. Yes, that gaming peripheral company. They've got a quick promo going on for Swotor. They they sponsor my gaming, that's for sure. I got I got my, my Razer mouse right here, my Razer Naga, which I would not part with. Um, I got my, my Razer keyboard right here. It's keyboard sound. Keyboard sound. Yes. Yes, as, as you know, a proud owner of several Razer products myself. Go onto the keyboard website sound. and you have the chance to win a seventeen inch Razer Swotor theme gaming laptop. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> All right. The That's contest totally runs cool. from 18 October until November 4th. What you do is just go onto the site. Yeah. Do they have the specs on there? Let me check this out. Yeah. I think you have to fill out some information on there. And they promise literally that your anything you put on there will not be sold or lent out to any third-person parties. Yeah. This is cool looking. 
Okay. So head over to the site if you want into the sweepstakes and may the force be with you. May the force <laughs> be with you. They could have done a little more, actually. I mean, it's cool looking, but a little simple looking at the same time. Well, I, like, I, mean, I like the gold backlit uh, buttons. That's that's definitely very tour. Yeah, and hey, you know what? For winning a gaming laptop for nothing, <laughs> I'll take it any day of the week. Yeah, I was just thinking about if I'm actually going to buy this thing. It's cool though. It's it's definitely cool. I'm liking it. Do you see this thing, Fred? You looking at it? Yeah, your name? No, I don't have it up. No. Yeah. I think he's playing tour right now as we speak. He probably yeah. is. <laughs> It probably is. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you definitely would. I'm doing it right now, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got to play tour when you're talking about it. All right, guys. Um, we're gonna head into the Jedi archives. Uh, Lou's got a little thing that he wants to teach us, and uh, we're gonna let him take it away. So stay tuned. The archives is next. I think it would be wise if you took advantage of my knowledge. Of And welcome back. We're in the Jedi Archives. Um, Lou had a free moment, and he uh, he went to the uh, the F word, as Dave likes to call it, on uh, on Dungeon Crawler, Dungeon <gasps> Crawler podcast, uh, the forums. And and Lou, what did you see on the forums regarding <laughs> the table that we spoke about? <laughs> oh, it's just a sea of unhappiness. It's a sea of Khajiit poo. <laughs> Yes, yes, it is. Without the litter box, without the, without the fresh scent crystals to release on. <laughs> no, there's no fresh scent on that on that subject. <laughs> oh God! You know, if anything, people are certainly voicing their opinions for yay or for nay, but it's out there, folks. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah there. it's an ugly thing. All right, so 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 Lou, uh, what do you have for us about? About the Jedi Archives. What, what are we doing today? Tonight, we're going to give a quick once-over on the Dread Masters. Fear wears many faces. As Dread Master Raptus will say, we are prisoners no more. Free the Republic. Free of the Empire. Both will fall before the Dread Masters. Fear and for those of you who have gotten to that point in your stories... Fear leads to anger. <laughs> anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Suffering leads to world PvP. Alright. <clears throat> Why does Yoda sound like Kermit the Frog? Because <laughs> it's both Frank Oz. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just know that secret. <laughs> but, the Dreadmasters, if you have been lucky enough to get to that point in your storyline, whether for the Empire or for the Republic, You'll encounter them on Bill Savage. So I wanted to cover them really quickly. And here we go. The Dreadmasters were six powerful Sith Lords who served the Sith Emperor for centuries as prophets, generals, and as advisors. And they are Dreadmaster Raptus, Bestia, Brontes, Calpheus, Sterak, and Tyrans. Now, this group of Sith Lords, they gained their reputation following their study into what's called the Phobos device, which was an ancient Sith artifact that harnessed the power of fear. The power of this artifact has driven the most depraved Sith mad with terror. So not that many people can even stand to be in its presence. 
except for these lucky six. Call them lucky. <laughs> now, this power allowed the Jet Masters to destroy entire Galactic Republic fleets during the Great Galactic War, where they had mastered the art of battle meditation to the point where they could inflict an awful, mysterious terror of any given Republic cruiser. Now, they were also noted to have spent many years in secluded meditation on the world of Droman Taz. Such periods were only interrupted when they needed to bring some crucial wisdom to the Emperor or to accept a gift in the form of supplicants. Lucky supplicants. These Sith kept in such close company that they became inseparable, and their great power reached full strength when they worked in union with one another. However, in order to avoid being compromised, they were kept in constant motion in an imperial dreadnought that roamed the galaxy. But their dreadnought was eventually discovered by a Jedi Knight named Jarek Caden. And armed with this knowledge, he led a team from the Republic Special Forces to infiltrate the Sith vessel with the objective of capturing the Dreadmasters. As a result, these six Sith were captured by the Republic, yet resisted all attempts at being interrogated. However, the Jedi managed to learn that the Dreadmasters were centuries old. Following the success of this mission, the Sith Dreadnought was destroyed and the Republic leaked false information that the Dreadmasters had been killed in the skirmish. It was believed the reason for this was because the Jedi Council had hoped that such news would prevent the Emperor from launching any plan on recovering them. Imprisonment was seen as the only alternative with the ancient prison on the world of Belsavis, and it was seen as the only place to confine the power of the Dreadmasters. This was because it was believed that it was the only place available that had safety measures strong enough to prevent them from escaping. So as a result, the Dreadmasters were imprisoned at Belsavis, where they remained until long after the Great War concluded. It was feared that if the Sith Empire ever freed the Dreadmasters from their imprisonment, then the galaxy would tremble before their might once again. And if you've played up to this point in the game, we all know what happens. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> very, very good. As as always, Lou, I've I've learned something. Out of, uh, out of listening to, to you and your, your lore topic. And, uh, the Dreadmasters is something I've actually never, I didn't, I didn't know anything about them, to be honest. So, I saw this and I was like, ooh, you get to learn something new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I first, my very first playthrough on the Empire side on my mm-hmm. Marauder and seeing them and then getting the Codex entry, I was like, wow, where did these guys come from? This is great. <laughs> yeah. No, it's awesome. Yeah, so, they have a lot of potential and, you know, with the, New stuff coming out. Tier 14 gear. Dreadmaster. Yeah. <coughs> Dreadguard. <coughs> and hint. Yeah. Hint. Great, great job, Lou. Thank you very much. Um, Fred, would you mind grabbing the uh, the email that we have for this week? Sure thing. We got an email from James who says, I just finished episode 13, and near the end, you stated that you hope to find stims on the marketplace once free-to-play goes live. Wouldn't that be a bit out of place since biotech is used to create them? Those who had the money to blow on stims would never need to worry about purchasing them with credits or creating them for themselves. While those that couldn't afford to buy them with cash would be all but required to level it themselves to keep themselves stocked, since the cash value would drive the credit price up on the GTN. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but I'd love to hear your opinions. Thanks, James. Yeah, James, you know what? You're uh, you're 100% right. The idea that I had about stims being on the the free-to-play model the uh cartel coin shop um basically came out of my experiences in uh in ddo and lotro now 
I don't do crafting very much in any game that I'm in. So, um, I'm, I don't really do it in this game either. So when it comes to biotech, you know, yeah, I do know that they make, they make stims, but it's, it wasn't really something I was thinking of at the time. And, um, in DDO and Lotro, um, I'm not well versed enough in their, in their, uh, their crafting systems to, to know if their, their, uh, their crafting systems are gimped as a result of those, those potions being on their marketplace. They may not exist in crafting at all, or they might, and it, it's a broken thing in the game. I, I don't know. Um, but the fact is, is that I, I do know that my experience going into the marketplace there has, has been a positive one, you know, purchasing, um, purchasing, you know, potions in those games when, when I, when I needed them. So that's why I thought of it. Um, but you bring up a phenomenal point and, um, and you're, you're right. Now, if they, if they found a way to balance this in some way, I, I'm you know, sure. Fine. Great. <laughs> but, um, well, since they pretty much copied most of this free to play model from EverQuest 2, mm-hmm. I can tell you the way that it works in that game is when you buy something from the store, that particular item, like if it was a stem, is bound to that character that bought it. That way you can't just turn around and sell it on the GTN once you buy it. So it wouldn't really affect the in-game economy that much. Right. People but, would buy them for themselves, but they wouldn't be buying them to sell on the GTN. Yeah, but I'm, I'm more concerned about the, the idea that he brought up that being able to buy this stuff over the GTN when there's a profession out there that can make it would break that profession. Usually the ones that you can buy are the like lesser versions. Like you'd be able to buy the greens in the cash shop and the uh-huh. blues and better you'd have to buy from somebody that takes the craft. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that would be an acceptable control measure because yeah, you have to give, you know, subscription players who do craft, you, you have to give them the incentive to craft. Yeah. There's got to be something in there. In order to, I mean, one way or the other, um, even, you know, potions are, are one small example, but the fact is, is that there's, there's professions that, you know, armor tech and arms tech, they make, they make armor, they make weapons, you know, you, you offer that stuff on the marketplace and, and that could potentially break those professions. So there's, there is a way to balance this, this sort of thing. Um, I don't have a tremendous amount of, of experience in games where, where they, they go through that. But, um, you know, there, there is a way and, and it gets done. And, uh, you know, hopefully if they offer those items in, in the cartel coin shop, hopefully they, they find ways to balance that out because, because James has a phenomenal point and he was, he was right in bringing it up to us, which is why I wanted to feature it on the article today. Well, article. <laughs> the show. With the way that the trade skills work in Swotor, it's going to be a little bit different because usually the ones that can make armor and stuff, it isn't the actual gear that they make unless it's an orange that they're selling. Mm-hmm. Usually it's the mods that they can create to go inside of other people's gear. Which even if they put orange skins into the marketplace, you're still going to need mods to go in them. And as far as the biochem one is concerned, people are going to need health potions left and right at max level. And I'm sure everybody here can attest to that. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> and eventually you're going to get sick of paying, you know, out the wazoo to get med packs or whatever it may be. Wazoo, so you I'm still going to be making money hand over fist. All right, guys. Um, Lou, I'll give you the final word on this. You got anything? Yeah, there's gotta be a balance. They have to find it. You know, again, 
not just not just with the stims, potions, but all the crafting professions. Players, subscribers have to have an incentive to craft to play, and free to play has to have yeah access to it. But again, not on the full level as a subscriber. Okay, that brings us to the bottom of our show this week. We want to leave you off with our iTunes shoutouts from America, Mennings, Jay Spaggins, and Tom W. Thank you very much for leaving us your five-star love all over our iTunes page. QGN show schedule. Remember, we're not doing our shows live anymore, with the exception of Minecraft Off the Record Live. Record Sunday nights at 7 p.m., Adrenaline Gaming, our brand new show starring Joe the Widget Wilson. This show is a genre-specific show about all things first-person shooters and uh, action games. Even stuff on the console as well, we we cover all over that show. It's, uh, we record that Thursdays at 3 p.m. So you should Actually, have that Actually, isn't available. that one Wednesday now? Is it? Did he move it to Wednesday? Yeah, he did. Yeah. You know. And that's something that that I knew as well. (laughs) Go yourself, San Diego. (laughs) He'll read anything on that teleprompter. (laughs) Yes, Wednesdays. Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Elder Scrolls off the record. Uh, We record that Thursdays. All right, at 7, so you can expect that afterward. Dungeon Crawler, formerly Diablo off the record. Record Saturday nights at 7. So start looking for that over the weekend on Sundays. And the QGN Community Cast records Friday nights at 8 p.m. every other week. Fred, you uh, you just did one uh, this Friday, did you not? No, this Friday coming up would be our next Community Cast. The 26th? Yes. I thought I saw one in there. Could have sworn. No, last Community Cast was the 12th. Yeah, well, clearly I have absolutely no idea what's going on with the network. So. <laughs> yeah, it's tough once you got out of that pit. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> A lot happened while you were down there. That show was hysterical, by the way. Kudos to uh, to you guys. You uh, you really knocked it out of the park, and, and we were really impressed for that Elder Scrolls show that you did. You guys did a phenomenal job. Best episode ever. Ever? <laughs> it would have been appropriately as well. No, I don't know about that. all right guys what's your final thoughts lou we'll start off with you oh the free-to-play subscription list bioware austin please if you're listening start tweaking it some more (laughs) tweak it some more you know you gotta give players incentive to come in for free to play make them happy and fred come on bioware you only get one shot at doing this free-to-play thing. Don't copy Sony. Look how many people play their games. You need to copy Turbine. Um, I think I like to uh, I like to take positive things away from from every every situation, and I'm really into that encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as am I. <laughs> no, the uh, the free-to-play thing. Um, <clears throat> It is what it is. Hopefully, if um, we ask enough, Bioware is... Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> got a frog in my throat. Um, Bioware is the kind of company that, that always responds to to our our uh, our responses. Our pleas. And um, if, we, if we ask them enough, they will find another way. 
And for some of these things, I would definitely say that uh, there's mistakes in there and they need to find another way. And I would definitely encourage that. And I think everyone on the show and I think all of you would, would probably encourage that as well. Um, so let's let's hope that they eventually find another way. Um, but in the meantime, let's let's not forget that this is our favorite MMO and um, whether or not we're we're experiencing uh, the free-to-play model or or the subscription-based model. Let's not forget how much fun we do have in the game. And at the end of the day, when you go in there and you have a good time, you're the one who's winning. So let's keep that in mind. Oh, that was well worded. Oh, yes, it was. Thank you. Peace is alive. Flame the forums. <laughs> <laughs> Roar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, how to reach us. We have a website, and it is SwotorReForge.com. S-W-T-O-R-R-E-F-O-R-G-E-D. SwotorReForge.com. Our portal site, all of our shows on the network, on one website, QuestGamingNetwork.com is the portal site. QuestGamingNetwork.com. Forums, QuestGamingCommunity.com. You can find our forums there. Sign up. Say hi. We're all around. Love to hear from you. QuestGamingCommunity.com Email. If you want to email us, you can email us at SwotorReforged at gmail.com S-W-T-O-R-R-E-F-O-R-G-E-D at gmail.com Twitter. If Twitter's your thing, we tweet a lot. We're tweeters, Twitter. Tweet. You can- <laughs> tweet, 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 tweet. <laughs> We're like Nathan Fillion in that way. We're just tweeting all the time. Tweety, tweety, tweety. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, just got to add in the hashtag thing. You're, you're a nut. Um, Swotor Reforged at Swotor Reforged is our Twitter. I am Evarwin. You can tweet me at Evarwin. E V A R W Y N. And I think Lou wants me to. I'm sorry, Fred <laughs> wants me. And to, Lou. And Lou. That wasn't me typing. I was thinking it, but I didn't actually do it. And. <laughs> <laughs> and they they want me to mention the hashtag sensation Evar Witty. <laughs> With a Y, not an I, folks. With a Y, yeah. What, That's what, right. In this week's project, we're going to send okay. pictures of badgers. Oh, badgers. Oh, I love badgers. Badgers, please. Yes, I love badgers so much. Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> really? Big badger. Or any badger. photos you may happen to have of Mr. Orgus's head in a jar. Uh-oh. No. <laughs> Gross. Lou is at GamerGuy11B, eleven B G A M E R G U I one one B, and Fred is at Sith Lord Corv K O R V. And let's not forget, right? Very good, a very good addition there, Fred. Thank you, or Lou, or whoever. Uh, the network, if you want to tweet it to network. <laughs> As I epic fail this podcast all over the place, uh, the epic <laughs> the epic fail of this podcast is me. Um, you can tweet at the network at QG Network, QG Network. Facebook, we have a Facebook presence. Go to to our Facebook page and uh, click a button. It says like on there. It's at swotoryforge.com. Click the like button and like us automatically on Facebook. If you do, in fact, like Swotory Forge. Let's uh, let's say our goodbyes, everyone. Uh, let's not forget, Swotory Four is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with the Middle Earth Network and this guy who epic fails the podcast constantly all throughout this show. <laughs> Fred, good night, everyone, and Lou. Good night, everyone. Glad you're here. See you all again next week. Back on the ship. Take care, everyone. Be safe. May the Force 
be with you. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a tarp. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brad, we're like freaking famous this week. Hey. I'm not freaking Balto. You are Balto. <laughs> no, I'm not, because I would have just eaten that fat Eskimo guy. <laughs> I wouldn't have pulled the medicine to the people. F other people. I'm a dog. I'm immune to the plague. Yes, Fred, I grew up in the 80s, not in the 90s, okay? I didn't oh, I forgot, you're from the era before television. I didn't dingle around with frickin' Pokemon, so <laughs> be thankful you had Nickelodeon back then. Hey! It's right in our email, Fred, go read it. Oh, God. It's gonna say, man. <laughs> if you don't what want you to, that's fine, it's just I figured... Whatever, you're whatever, you're right I got there, this. Man, notes. <laughs> So, Fred, uh, that's a miss. <laughs> I just, I just like to violate Courtney Woods because she's too damn cute. Well, that's a great blooper. Thank you, Lou. <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> sure, she'll be. Oh, incoming cease and desist from Courtney Woods. Yeah, I thought we were going to have trouble hitting a minute for the bloopers. You guys oh. were the best.